everybody Ben here from the Burning Podcast and we've got it's not really breaking news but there is a new article on the Warhammer community that's dropped today detailing more about the matched play guide so we saw yesterday um, a leak of an updated FAQ document that had superstars in it sorry megastars in it superstars might have been all right megastars is pretty cool and we got to talking about what that means the article that's dropped today actually explains it and a whole lot more in the match play book which i'm not gonna lie seems a pretty good benchmark a pretty good starting place for people who are new to blood bowl tournaments i like what i see so far let's have a look at the article and go through it a bit okay so the article dropped today and here we go the blood bowl match play guide is here but what is it find out now so this is uh, a bit of a, a check-in with the blood bowl rules writer j claire to find out exactly what people will find within its pages now this is a direct only supplement we didn't bother announcing it because we didn't think it was going to be a big deal but actually there's going to be some interesting steer coming out of the landing of this document and I'm quite in quite intrigued. Anyway, uh, the Blood Bowl Match Play Guide is the ideal companion for anyone who attends Blood Bowl tournaments and gaming weekends. That is not necessarily true. I think the true fact is if you're going to a Blood Bowl tournament, read the tournament document. There will be a tournament document. Now, if we see a, uh, a resurgence or a surgence, an increase in kind of new blood bowl tournaments being run using the match play guide then you might want to know what's in the match play guide because the way the skill points are being used that's a new term is interesting uh it outlines everything you need to know to run an event yourself complete with guidance on how to organize your rules pack how to work out scoring what tiebreakers you use how pairing should work for an event and more this is ideal for budding tournament organizers who are looking to run their first events but also for veterans who can use this as a standardized formula for their events now this is this is where it gets a bit spicy and this is i think uh where we're gonna see respectful well thought out conversation uh on various blood bowl groups on the internet by putting all this uh within the match play guide coaches that attend an event will use it uh, knowing exactly what to expect and the to's job will be far easier ultimately it allows all attendees to follow the structure of an event with ease so we're going to skip that bit. We're going to skip that bit. <clears throat> um, there's a bit there. Ooh, oh, thank you. Java's updated. Woo. We can play fumble. Uh, alternative formats. Uh, the Blood Bowl Match Play Guide also contains guidance for how to run events with different formats. There are rules for running events with group stage, coupled with knockout round, much like many real-world sporting events plus team events and the ever-popular stunty tournament. And this bit I really like here. We also know that many experienced TOs enjoy putting their own unique twist on their Blood Bowl events. The additional rules section provides a number of ideas for fun alternative rules that can be used for your events, from the likes of including injuries and player advancement to creating your own custom inducements and even generating secret objectives that coaches must, uh, must try and accomplish. These are just some of the ideas found inside and may serve as inspiration for your own events. So the whole point here is that they are trying to inspire people to come up with their own stuff they're not saying you can't do this they're saying hey here's a bunch of ideas and that's what games workshop are really good at doing we've talked about this at length on the podcast they drop a spike magazine there's a weather chart maybe a kickoff table you know maybe a special inducement for that league like the lustrian super league those are all really cool ideas to run with a tournament you can have a lustrian super league tournament one day three rounds using this packet and the kickoff events from that 
like there you go boom you got a tournament set in lustria um i like that that's good and games workshop are very good at kind of inspiring you right this is the meat of the episode and i'm going to zoom in a bit because skill points is the biggest thing here Perhaps the most significant change within the match play guide is the introduction of skill points. In the past, tournaments would allow coaches to assign a number of star player points to the players in order to give them new skills. Uh, however, this often led to uh, confusion as to exactly how they could be spent. That system has been replaced by skill points. Teams are given a number of skill points depending on their tier. As found within the Blood Bowl FAQ and Arata, remember some tiers changed, as in Underworld went up, humans and orcs went down for example. These skill points are used to purchase skills for their players with a primary skill costing one and a secondary skill costing two. So if you... Yeah, I like that. Okay, we'll come back to that. Skill points aren't just spent to take skills though. Hiring a star player will cost two skill points plus the associated cost in gold pieces, of course. This means that coaches will need to decide if it is better for the team to spend those skill points on more skills or on a star player. Okay. If you're familiar with the uh, World Cup Brawl set, it's, it's it's similar in scope to that, which I really, I like this. This is more of a simple way. So instead of going, hey, you've got, uh, I love the skill points thing. Now, we're not changing anything for Beachhead. That's locked in and approved by the NAF and it's staying as it is and it's going to be awesome. But I like this bit so far. The skill points bit does make it a little simpler. It's not... It's not It's not massively difficult, is it, really? Right. Now, they've got this cool little grid that I think we're going to see. I think we'll see this grid used quite regularly. Um, hopefully, it won't be... Well, I mean, every tournament has its own kind of skill grid, right? It's just whether it's written in words. We kind of do it this way. But Tier 1 gets 6 points. Tier 2 gets 8 points. And Tier 3 gets 10 points. Primary skills, unlimited, 1 point each. Secondary skills, 2 skill point each. One for tier one max, two for tier two max, and three for tier three max. Um, so you can have up to three doubles in a tier three team. That's going to cost you six of your ten skill points. So you're going to end up with four standard and three doubles, which I think is where... <laughs> I think I like these skill points because they kind of fit in with what we normally do. Um, it's, it's a pretty reasonable point where you get to... We've always said that we want our tournaments to feel like you're running your league team or your build after about eight games in your league it gives you that kind of feeling of what your team's going to build up for and i i think that's a really good place to play blood bowl so star players there is a maximum of one star player if you're a tier one team a maximum of two star players if you're tier two or tier three and they cost two two skill points so a tier one team underworld taking hack blem well, taking a star player would take their six skill points and spend two on a star player access and then have four skill points left. They could buy four regular skills or two and one double, which really does limit the pool, but it gives you that flexibility, that choice. And there's also mega stars. So a mega star can be taken, but they cost four skill points. And I'm pretty sure we saw yesterday that Hackflam is going to be one of those mega stars. So an Underworld or Chaos Dwarf team, which are tier one, gets six skill points. Taking Hackflam is going to leave them with two skills left over, which is brilliant, really, because there was an element star players, I know they're overpowered and they win games and it can be tiresome to see them all the time. Now it's kind of adding attacks to them 
that we saw some great comments yesterday that said, oh, actually, couldn't this not just be fixed by raising the price of the star player? Well, technically it could. Um, but this, this kind of has a way, and we talked about this when we looked at the World Cup rule set, of it's not capping the gold. It's capping the complicated. Like, you can play a Black Orc team, you can play an Undead team, and you know what stuff does. If you get 12 skills on that Black Orc team, on that Undead team, it gets way complicated. So actually, having a star player be the complicated thing that a player is maybe not used to seeing, they're like, right, what does this guy do? Does he have sidestep? Does he not have sidestep? It's a good way of making it accessible, and restriction breeds creativity, right? Okay, so maximum of one of the mega stars on any team uh, additionally the most dominant star players in the match play scene will be classified as mega stars and will cost you four skill points to take on your team roster these star players are still a worthy investment but will cost coaches more skill points to field we had the question asked already in my group chat does this mean that these teams can take three stars well we won't know until we get the book i'm going to assume one of the star player access can be a mega star instead and that's it which stars are classified as mega stars is constantly being assessed and is available in the faq so we've seen some information come out about it and there's some good points there there's some massively unanswered questions that we won't find out until the weekend which is fine um and that is can you stack skills can you take star players and mega stars and honestly, that's the only question that comes out of it. Right, now, the biggest thing, is this going to be the new standard for playing Blood Bowl? We've talked about this a lot. What's the standard tournament, okay? What is the standard tournament? There is no standard tournament. Maybe this is going to be the standard tournament. And honestly, if it's going to be an 1150 build with this skill star access, I don't think that would be bad. It's not the most inspiring, but that's the point. And again, we talked about this with the World Cup. You look at the builds and you're like, eh, like, nothing's broken. It's fine. It's reasonable. But the point here is then it then gives you that opportunity to bring your skill and experience to win in that, that setting. If you're new, it allows you to come in without too much complication. And this is basically just a complexity cap, which I do think is really good. But then, as we saw from this bit here, you can spice it up with theme, have a different weather assessment, have a different star player, a new star player or a mercenary or something like that that you built, like we've done with the Fembeast for Beachhead. It opens it up a bit. And ultimately, this is just going to set um, a, a reasonable benchmark for new Blood Bowl tournaments. It won't necessarily change what people are going to do. And it will be interesting to see what the NAF do. I mean, ultimately, there's nothing in here that I can see that the NAF are going to say no to. This is absolutely fine. Like, there's nothing here that's bad. There's nothing here that's OP. There's nothing here that's complicated beyond the point. I get what you guys are saying, but this is simpler than the um, World Cup build. It is a bit... No, it's fine. It's fine. And what this is going to do is this is going to give players and new tournament goers and new tournament uh, operators organizers a way of starting that point instead of every tournament going what build is it well we're 1100 and you get 36 spp or we're 1200 and you get this or there's the all teams viable format which always confused me which was like well 
It's 1,000, but you get seven gold bars, two shinies, and a brown stick. And you can swap your brown stick for an extra half a gold tooth. And you can use that for a skill on Wednesdays only. And I'm like, what the hell is this? No. Good bench point. It's a good benchmark. It's a good starting point. It's not changing anything up. We're not going to adopt it at the moment. We might adopt it in the summer. I don't know. It looks fun. It looks reasonable. And that is... I think the biggest thing that people are worried about from Games Workshop. Yes, it's an element of like, oh, they're trying to enforce balance. They're trying to um, balance things that are unbalanced. Actually, they're giving people a template for a pretty reasonable format. And uh, they're taxing skills for the overpowered star players. And yeah, they could adjust the gold pieces instead. But I think I'd rather be able to use my cool Griff model, right? Uh, but at the cost of skills because I can still use my Griff model. Raising the cost means you won't necessarily be able to use that Griff model. And I think for them, they want to sell Griff models. And for me, I want to have access to the, all the pieces that are in the rules. You know, I, I want to be able to go against trips like I did in the first Beachhead and just be like, what are you running? And he's like, I'm running Griff and basically nothing else. I'm like, oh, sweet. That's a really unique challenge. Um, One thing to call out before we wrap up here is it talks about to ensure that the blood bowl match play guide is the ultimate companion for blood bowl tournaments it has been formulated with the help of our crack play testing team who are some of the most accomplished and experienced blood bowl tournament players in the community many of them have more silverware than halfling buffet so they certainly know a thing or two when it comes to blood bowl events there you go so if they have actually used it i'm on board as a standard setting place I don't think it looks that bad. However, more details to come, I imagine, this weekend. Let me know what you think so far. The Megastar thing seems reasonable. We've got questions. There are always questions. And then I imagine we'll need an FAQ. But that's just how it rolls. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more Blubble content. Happy blocking. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to support the channel even further, please like and subscribe. It really does help us out. Or come join us on YouTube members or in Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to some content, some loot, early access to basically everything we do, as well as regular competitions. Or you can pick up some Bonehead Podcast loot either on our website at boneheadpodcast.com. We've got the Dungeon Bowl things. We've got tokens and stuff like that. Or on our Spreadshirt site as well. Everything you do just helps us make more content and hopefully do it of better quality. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. Happy blocking.